0: Shall we discuss whether or not we're going to do another James Patterson? Because there is that Christmas one. This year, while we're enjoying the warmth of Christmas, the Women's Murder Club will be out in the cold chasing killers. About a women's crime club.
1: The Women's Murder Club is back. Read
0: 19th Christmas.
1: Should we actually read it?
0: Well, I've come up with an ingenious idea that I'm okay.
1: going to call James Patterson Bingo. Merry 19th Christmas, ladies. I'm pretty sure I came up with that idea. I'm sick of this shit, Ash, quite Great. frankly.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because you'll never guess what I was thinking.
1: Wait, are you about to say that it's, this is our favourite thing, this is your favourite thing that we do, and no, you love it's... to keep doing it?
0: No, I was about to say I'm I'm sick of this shit. Um,
1: this 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 uh, of our, our attempt to to slay the beast. I feel well has we, come to an end.
0: As we said off, off I was going to say off camera then. We are technically on camera now but we're not recording the camera. Off off mic we said yep. uh, we realized that we have 20 of these to do if we were to do them before Christmas.
1: It's not going to happen.
0: It's just not going to happen. And we've got good stuff planned as well, you know.
1: Ash uh, Ash comes to me and he says, <laughs> I want to put James Patterson to bed. I think <clears throat> I think whoever got Epstein has got to you. I think okay, they want this off the air. Yeah.
0: Maybe I don't even know. Maybe they've been sort of, they've either, I've have been having some funky dreams lately. Maybe they've, they've incepted me.
1: We got too close to the truth Yeah. and they wanted us, wanted us off the air.
0: So I'm I'm sorry if you've enjoyed it, but I'm also concerned. For you.
1: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if you enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I I I don't think anyone seriously has. You know, it was an experiment for for anyone listening for the for the first time. What we did was we thought we would rather like the French surrealists or William S. Burroughs take a um, James Patterson novel and sort of make a sound mosaic out of it by chopping this, it up. This was a
1: sort of dadaist reading of james patterson
0: yeah and uh we were going to read the whole thing but out of order and so we, we'd try and figure out the plot as we went and there w- there were some laughs on the way but yep. there's also quite a lot of ironic pain that that melded eventually into just the, the good stuff
1: and if you've ever seen you know if you've seen whiplash you know art is art is suffering you can only create good art while you're suffering and we've decided we don't care about creating great art we just don't want to suffer so we so (laughs) on that note
0: we have to say apologies for not doing what we said we'd do i suspect no one um gives the slenderest of fucks but um (laughs) but um also hats off to patterson has to be said because
1: or writing the worst book ever written
0: yeah, yeah, he he has done what he wanted to do, which is prove completely unreadable. <laughs>
1: it's It's been a sort of the background noise this year. And I think this is more, we have absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, thought more about this book than any other two living people on the entire planet. Yeah, and we only got including to 12 the people, Including the people who wrote it.
0: Yeah, and we only read about a third of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And on a serious so, note... Yeah. There's there's just enough awful stuff going on, you know. There are, yeah, we don't
1: we, we don't need more. We don't need to be broadcasting James yeah. Pallison to people to make their lives worse.
0: So um, this is the last one. We're going to go out with, I assume, a whimper, not a bang.
1: Oh, I don't think there's a single bang anywhere in this book.
0: You know, I suppose a small extra reason why we're we're packing it in is um, Adam's random number generator. What happened? Did it burn down? Uh, it was
1: um it, it was spirited away i think i think it it's being <laughs> used in, i think it's being used in the court trial of gillaine maxwell so i don't think i'm ah. allowed to don't think i'm allowed to use it anymore should we specifically do the last chapter
0: oh, we've already done the last oh actually the last actual story chapter yeah so so what i was going to say was why don't you pick a number and then you can pick the last one if you like
1: okay so have, have we actually done chapter one
0: um no
1: i think we do the first chapter and the last chapter
0: Okay, sweet. Let's do that. <laughs> all right.
1: Because I think I think we've already had the climax. Yes, and I of think course... him being arrested in the airport and someone getting shot. Did a bomb go off? There was a shootout in a hotel. Maybe I can't remember. Yeah. Either way, I think we've actually managed to ring all of the excitement there was in this book yeah. by blind luck.
0: And then, of course, we will read out our sound poem. As we a... will.
1: I'm actually quite looking forward to actually. I think that's the only yeah. worthwhile thing to have come from this.
0: Well, we have two more opportunities to load that and make it, make it fantastic. Let's make it um, good. So anyway, um, the first chapter is in fact the prologue.
1: Interesting.
0: Sorry, there's a moped or something going past. It's, it's the Epstein uh, enforcer just making sure I'm doing as I was told. <laughs> it's
1: there, they're circling. <laughs> yeah. They're, so, they're keeping a tab on your movements.
0: Okay, here's, here's the prologue. It was four nights before Christmas Eve and the city of San Francisco had decked the halls, houses, and grand public edifices in a sparkling Merry Christmas display. My husband, Joe... Oh, shit. It hasn't been first person yet, has it? My
1: husband? No. Has it?
0: I'm sure it's been... Oh, maybe it has. I don't know. I don't (laughs) don't care. I don't care, no. My husband, Joe, our three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Julie, our ageing border collie, Martha... And I had piled into the family car for a tour of the lights. And in that sentence alone, we have the answer to a source of a lot of confusion. Because we have been treating It's a dog, not a daughter. It's a dog, not a daughter. (laughs) On a feeding tube or whatever it was. Julie was wearing a red leotard with a tutu and a blinking tiara. The antlers she had assigned to Martha had been rejected by our doggy... So Joe wore them to keep the peace and Julia approved. I was wearing the sweater my baby fashion coach had picked out of a catalogue. Your
1: baby fashion coach?
0: Yeah. A fashion coach who
1: is a baby? Or someone who who coaches you in baby fashion?
0: (laughs) Just a baby who's like carried around a shop and just points out.
1: Bursts into tears if you put together an an outfit that doesn't work.
0: The baby has chosen the Hessian poncho. (laughs)
1: Ah, the dog tooth. Very good.
0: <laughs> Santa and his sleigh sailing over a cheesy, grinning moon. It was so tacky, it was hilarious.
1: There we go. That's that's the line.
0: That's the James Patterson mantra.
1: That's the James Patterson guarantee.
0: Joe said to me, Lindsay, give me a C. I did. Perfectly pitched.
1: Give me a U. <laughs> give me an N. <laughs>
0: As we headed down Jackson Street, we sang Jingle Bells, and then Martha joined in, definitely off-key.
1: Oh, funny joke. Oh, she's a dog. It's a dog that can't yeah. sing. Well done. Dear Joe
0: knew the way to guide our sleigh, and we headed down Cow Hollow. Cow Hollow? Cow Hollow. Parked and walked along Union Street to see the fantasy of lights. The Victorian buildings, both shops and homes, were twinkling red, green, and white. Isn't that the Italian flag. (laughs) (laughs) Joe carried Julie on his shoulders and I laughed out loud when she parted his antlers to get a better view of the window displays. Julie clapped her hands at the sight of the snowmen guarding the entrance to Santa Land.
1: Santa Land.
0: (laughs) I'm sure there are better names for Santa Land.
1: No, lowest possible effort, please. (laughs) Where does Santa live? Santa Land.
0: This was one of the wonderful things about motherhood, watching Julie make Christmas memories. Where to next, Joe asked Julie. The fishing boats will be all lit up from the holiday lights boat parade. Chocolate factory, she shouted from her top of her daddy seat. From
1: her top of her daddy seat. Was that not... That was something, wasn't it? Daddy chair or something, wasn't there? Something really sinister.
0: Maybe he's got the chair on his shoulders. In the car. Yeah. And we were off to Ghirardelli Square near Fisherman's Wharf to see the 50-foot tall tree decorated with giant chocolate bars. Julie's idea of the prettiest Christmas tree in the whole wide world.
1: All of the Christmas cheer that I think was supposed to be spread throughout this book was actually just used in this one chapter.
0: It's very, very Christmas cheery, isn't it?
1: I think what's happened is James Patterson has pulled generic story number 806 Mm. out of the box and slapped a Christmas prologue on it and called it a Christmas story. Yeah, that's why the
0: other Christmas stuff is so forced.
1: Why it's all the the first sentence of every chapter and nothing else.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can see what he's trying to do here. He's trying to line up all of his ducks in a row because there's a paragraph break. And then we hear, Yuki Castellano was in the kitchen and there was not a holiday decoration in sight.
1: We're finally going to figure out who they all are.
0: Yeah. She stirred the guacamole and then set a tray of brownies in the oven while her husband, Jackson Brady, mixed up a pic- picture of margaritas.
1: Oh, guacamole and brownies and a big thing of margarita. Delicious.
0: Guacamole and brownies. I don't want to be Mr. Little Englander, but guacamole and margaritas, sorry, is not very Christmassy, is it?
1: I mean, I, I just don't know what James Patterson wants to try to say. I think it. he's saying
0: she's ethnic. It's Christmas, but she's ethnic.
1: It's Christmas, but... Still guacamole. She's having
0: jalapenos and fajitas. <laughs> jalapenos.
1: Because she's
0: Jalapanese. <laughs> Next nice one. Ah, love to see you giggly, he teased mm. in his southern accent. Oh, oh sorry, oh. it's A-H. I love to see you giggly, he teased in his southern accent.
1: Wait, has he phonetically done the accent? Yeah, ah. That's foul.
0: I thought it was ah, love to see you giggly. Yuki giggled just hearing that. Oh, <laughs> from her Japanese mother and her
1: Italian-born American soldier daddy. What? No way. You're making that up. I called it, yeah. You're she, f- no way.
0: She had inherited a ticklish funny bone, no tolerance wow. for alcohol, and a decided what? weakness for tequila.
1: Wow, James. Play your fucking hand, why don't you?
0: She also hated, hated whales.
1: Hated whales. Mm. Absolutely. And... Yeah, um, James Patterson once again showing he has a very loose grip yeah. on cultural stereotypes.
0: I mean, that's one step up from the um, racist playground rhyme about my dad's Japanese, my mum's Chinese, and I'm a bit of both.
1: <laughs> that's some real 90s shit right there.
0: Yeah. You, wanna, you just want to take advantage of me, she told her husband. I do. My first night off and I, do, and I don't know how long, and I think we should trash the bedroom. Yuki felt the same way. She'd just finished prosecuting a case from hell and Brady had been working overtime as a homicide lieutenant and doubling as the acting police chief. Show
1: don't tell, James.
0: (laughs) It's too late for that. They'd barely had time for sleep, let alone each other, and it was almost Christmas. She said, no phones, okay? Not a single phone call. And that means both of us. Agreed? Say the word and I'll fill up the sink and drown those dang things in it. She ring, said, ring.
1: Oh, it's bubbling waters. you got to get down to the corridor <laughs> I'm house. in the sink. Corridor, there's a corridor to walk down.
0: She said, the word laughed again and popped open a bag of chips. Plate that, all, of play play all, of all of that, will you? I'll grab the liquor.
1: Plate all of that. Plate all of that.
0: Plate all of that, will you? I'll grab that. But it's, it's confusing because it's will you, so it's not... It just doesn't
1: this character scam. This character doesn't talk like this the next time he turns up, or else we would have made fun of it already.
0: No, and we, he's definitely come up because I remember us going, Brady, he can't be the husband of anyone because we know they're all, all their surnames.
1: And he's also a police chief.
0: Yeah. They headed for the bedroom with drinks, chips, and dip. They'd chosen to screen an action classic that some considered the greatest Christmas story ever told. It's
1: Die Hard because James Patterson just loves movies.
0: Yuki had never seen Die Hard and was wondering now if she'd ever ever get to
1: see it. Jesus Christ.
0: Well, if you invoke Die Hard in your Christmas crime story, your Christmas crime story is going to be as good as Die Hard. That's just how it works.
1: That's how it works because yeah. the person who reads it goes, oh, I liked Die Hard.
0: I, I've heard of this that. This must
1: be good. He's talking to me. I clapped when I saw it. Yay.
0: Odds were she and Brady were going to be naked before the opening credits rolled.
1: That's me, same here whenever I watch Die Hard.
0: I was going to say, Brady fucking loves Die Hard.
1: Those brownies got left in the oven. Yeah. I'll burn your flat down.
0: Yeah, c- can tell you're not a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start without me, she said. I'll be right there. She went back to the kitchen and turned off the oven. Brownies, oh, brownies could wait.
1: He got me. <laughs> James James Allison finally got me. He got you, Cindy Thomas,
0: and her live-in boyfriend, Rich Conklin. Oh, it's all getting as opposed explained.
1: to the opposed to the live-out boyfriend who lives in the back garden. Yeah,
0: the dead boyfriend, the, in- the dead. inside
1: boyfriend, and the outside boyfriend
0: under the garden stood on the tree-lined path that divided Civic Center Plaza. The attractions of the seasonal winter park were in full swing. Up ahead, centered on the path, City Hall was alight in wide horizontal red and green bands. The brilliant Christmas tree. Bloody Italians. <laughs> the brilliant Christmas tree in front of the impressive old granite building pointed up to the magnificent dome. Rich squeezed Cindy's hand and she looked up it, <laughs> And she looked up at his deer face.
1: His deer face? Yeah. He's got a deer face.
0: <laughs> why, is he, why is he holding a deer face? That's not very Christmassy. <laughs> It's got a little red nose.
1: <laughs> it's a reindeer face.
0: <laughs> and a very red neck. She said, are you going to forgive me for us not going out to see my family? I wish I could, Richie. Your pops always makes me feel like a movie star, but I've got that interview tomorrow. And a that dead... interview? Yeah, I don't know if we... There's so many interviews. Um, and a deadline, he said. You think I don't know the drill by now? You, full stop, are, full stop, the best.
1: Can I can I just say so so far we've we've met three of the the women's murder club. Yeah. All three of these stories have just been them talking to their husbands.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Correct.
1: Just wanted to just wanted to put that out there.
0: And the husbands have come come off great.
1: They've all been wacky, charming caricatures,
0: domestically trained,
1: lovely but yeah. lovely dads. Yeah. Great lovers, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Don't know anything about these women though. Still. Yeah.
0: "'Don't I know it,' he said. He grinned at her and she stood up on her toes to kiss him. He pulled her in and made a corny thing of it, dipping her for effect, making her laugh between the dramatic rows of trees. People cut around them, taking pictures of the view. Cindy said, "'Hang on.' She ran up ahead to the couple who had just taken a photo of City Hall. "'Sorry,' she said to the surprised couple. "'I wonder if you might have caught me and you and my man in your pictures.' The woman said, let's see. She flicked through the photos on her phone and squealed, hey, looky here. Like, you, she's literally right there. It's not a sort of once in a million sort of catch. She showed the phone to Cindy, who beamed and said, can you send it to me, please? My pleasure. What the fuck's
1: going on? Using my Apple iPhone AirDrop. <laughs> what's, what's about to happen? Fucking product placement.
0: My pleasure, the woman said. She took... Cindy's email address and said, there you go, Merry
1: Christmas. Oh, of course. James Palliser doesn't actually know what airdropping is. Never and mind.
0: she faxed it right over.
1: <clears throat> he pulled out her sketchbook and did a wonderful <laughs> facsimile.
0: Impulsively, Cindy threw her arms around the stranger who hugged her back. God,
1: oh, do you remember hugging strangers? I was going to say, wow. do you remember
0: those days? Merry Christmas to you too, both of you, Cindy said, and she ran back to her sweetheart. This is vomit inducing.
1: This is awful. This is yeah. truly disgusting. Peak Patterson.
0: This is why we're stopping, listeners. And I think you can only agree <laughs> that it's the you good get, idea. If if, if
1: if we get any if we get any comments or any messages saying, yeah. "Oh, don't stop! I wanted to hear what happened next." In listen the story. back to this. Are yours? You're not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're banned.
0: Rich, look. She showed him the photo on her phone. Instant Christmas card. Beautiful. I'll send it to my family. And now, let's go home, Cindy.
1: Home. Who sends a picture of themselves as a Christmas card?
0: Show-offs, braggarts. Pe- people who send those sort of pompous round robins, informing everyone about oh, how well are like, all doing.
1: Here's, here's 5,000 words and how excellent our year's been.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, Claire Washburn had slung her carry-on bag over one shoulder and her computer case over the other, and was forging ahead toward the gate. She and her husband, Edmund, of course, we're going to hear a lot about Edmund and nothing about Claire. And (laughs) nothing about Claire. She and her husband, Edmund, were at SFO, which was decorated for the season with over 3 million LED bulbs. Not that Claire took any notice. Fuck LED bulbs.
1: Oh, saucy.
0: She didn't say that, really. That was just me. She turned to look for her husband and saw him far behind, gazing out at the light show. She called, Edmund... Give me one of those bags. I've got them, Claire. Just slow down a little so I can keep up. Sorry, she said, walking back to him. Why is it you can never find a luggage trolley when you want one? He made a face. You want me to state the obvious? The airport was always busy, and it was even busier today, with mobs of people flying out to spend the holidays with relatives in far-flung places. This is classic Patterson, nose-to-the-ground observation.
1: He really is just... Uh, what a what a world builder!
0: It was a working holiday for Claire. As San Francisco's chief medical examiner, she had been asked by National University in San Diego to teach as an extra credit teach an extra credit course for students in the master's program in forensic medicine.
1: Have we ever met this character before?
0: Yeah, I remember meeting Washburn. I don't think we've met Edmund. Okay. Because she's a fr- she's in forensics, and I thought there was like someone burnt in the morgue, and her name was Washburn. Okay. Like, it stuck in my mind. She was glad to do it. The quick course would be held during Christ- the Christmas break, and was the perfect amount of time for a case study of a crime Claire had worked years ago. The body of a young boy had been discovered in a suitcase chained. To... I don't know why I'm laughing. The body of a young boy had been discovered in a suitcase chained to a concrete block in a lake miles from home. Well, that's that... not much of a holiday. That's not very Christmasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: dear. That's the murder, then, in the Women's Murder Club.
0: Yeah, maybe that's an old book. Maybe. For people um, for listening for fans. the first time, this is the 19th of the, of this horrible
1: series. Maybe you could possibly believe it. Yeah, we, we, we've we actually done 18 of these before. <laughs> we only got sick of it at the 19th.
0: Claire's work on that case had helped the police solve the crime. <laughs> Well, what a sentence. Great. <laughs> She's a forensic officer. She'd usually help her. her job. Her. Yeah. How did he die? Not telling. Not telling. <laughs> Claire's work had not helped the police solve the crime.
1: <laughs> Claire did not help solve the police solve the murder.
0: <laughs> Along with giving her a nice paycheck, the city of San Diego was putting Claire and Edmund up at the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. Grand, Grand Del Mar. A resort style Grand hotel, Del Mar. Wow. Grand Del Mar. a resort style hotel with a gym and a gorgeous pool.
1: Oh wow! dread how, how much do you think they paid James for that one?
0: Uh, the Grand Del Mar, yeah, prob- he, They probably what, what,
1: what does it say about their um, world cuisine buffet?
0: Two lengths in the gorgeous pool is what he got, and then he was out. <laughs> it promised to be a great respite from the somewhat harsher no cow winter. I think that's Northern California.
1: Oh, I thought I, I heard "no cow" or "no, no coward." Cow. I couldn't no, really tell <laughs> from
0: the "no coward" winter. Edmund had resisted going with Claire on this trip. He had made plans with friends in the San Diego Symphony to lay down a track for a CD they were working on. Oh, I don't
1: think, I don't think orchestra musicians call it laying down a track.
0: Yo, cats, let's lay down a track. Crack out the Get a bassoon of
1: and let's What do you think it. he plays? I bet he's first violin in the fucking San Francisco Orchestra.
0: Presenting Edmund. Edmund, the, the phenomenon. <laughs> Edmund Del Mar.
1: Right, let's hear it. I wonder if it will say who, what he is.
0: Um, but Claire knew the real reason he didn't want to come. Edmund was becoming... He hated more... her gut. <laughs> Edmund was becoming more introverted by the year, and he just wanted to stay home. Oh, well, that was exciting.
1: He's just He just wants to stay home. Yep. Nothing, no no backstory or anything yep. that you might put in a book.
0: Um, Claire had told him, Edmund, it's a chance for us to be together with a heated pool and room service. Your mom is dying to babysit her youngest grandchild over Christmas and Rosie wants to be babied. Tell me I'm wrong. He couldn't honestly do that. Edmund knew how much Claire loved talking to students, encouraging them and sharing her experience on the Thad Kane case.
1: Thad Cain.
0: Thad Cane. It would would be a needed lift to her spirits, and if Claire wanted his company, he couldn't say no. Edmund saw a lone luggage trolley by the newsstand and he grabbed it. He called to Claire, I got wheels. We are definitely not going to miss our flight. (sighs) That's it.
1: Wow, inspiring stuff.
0: So, um, quick summary then for that one.
1: Uh, the, The Husband's Murder Club.
0: Husband's Murder Club, perfect. And let's jump straight into the very last chapter because I've got a pizza ordered and I um, I want to eat it while it's hot.
1: <laughs> We're now at the point on this project where my pizza. the warmth of your pizza is more important Absolutely. than getting through this fucking book.
0: Well, oh my God, there's four chapters in the epilogue. I'm just going for the last one. I hope you understand. Oh, it's six minutes long. Fucking hell. Okay.
1: All right. six, 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 six minutes for someone who's reading a word a minute. I think we'll be fine. That's true. We'll be all right.
0: Okay, so we're right at the very end of the novel now. It sounds actually weird calling it a novel. It's, it's uh, a product. A
1: collection of words. Yeah, yeah. bundled together in a, into a product. Yeah.
0: Joe called me from the car. He told me that he was taking Francesca for a ride around San Francisco, showing her the landmarks, the Golden Gate Bridge, Union Square, just the two. It's phrased like that's going to be a list, but it's just two. My husband sounded elated. I could hardly hear him. So if it, if it does cut away from first person, it's gone... Like, it's done the prologue and the epilogue. And then in left. first person. Or yeah. we've forgotten.
1: My husband sounded elated.
0: I could hardly hear him. Not because of the traffic sounds, although there was a lot of that, but because I was trying to take in this earthquake that had come without warning. Joe asked me what? questions. When would I be home from work? Would it be okay to bring Franny home for dinner? what would be the easiest for me? We could go out, but he thought it would be best to have a home visit, because Franny wanted to meet her sister. I thought about Julie getting this sudden news. She was a well-balanced and secure little girl, but still she was three and a half, and very attached to her dad. Daddy's baby girl. I could see her stamping her foot and saying, no, no, no. I said, can you do the cooking, Joe? Stuff always happens just when I'm leaving work, you know. Can I do the cooking? You couldn't stop me. I have a few authentic Italian recipes I'd like to try out. I'll pick up dessert, Gracie said. Love you, lins I don't know what's going on here. Is there a new kid?
1: Has, has he revealed a child from a previous marriage or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. Okay. Which is his
1: sister, over from Italy.
0: Uh, Yeah, maybe. Okay, me, me love you too.
1: Ugh. Oof.
0: Wait, Joe. What is she like? Do you like her? She's great. Good. Good. What kind of work does she do? He laughed. What, Joe? Doctor? Lawyer? Schoolteacher? None?
1: Those are all the types of women you can have.
0: Believe it or not, Blondie, Francesca is a cop. Hang on. I can't believe I'm interested. But is Francesca... Yeah, so so it's some kind of daughter. Okay. Right, so he's discovered he has another daughter, I think. Okay.
1: Great. Character, K- development. K-
0: K- character development, amazing. Character development, for the
1: husband, for the husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I tried to leave work early, but Brady called in an impromptu squad meeting to start off the new year. Naturally enough, I was required to attend and make a report of staffing. Homicide is bracing for a busy year ahead. I said, and I left it at that. As soon as escape was possible, I bolted from the hall and drove to our neighborhood pastry shop, where I picked up a box of cannoli, an assortment, and an assortment of cookies. Then at just under the speed limit, I drove home. Joe's car was parked in front of our our apartment building. The engine was cold. I checked.
1: Hmm. A bit creepy. Okay.
0: I took the elevator, opened our front door, and called out, Hello, I'm home. But no one answered. No one was there, not even Martha. I looked around for any kind of clue. Joe's shoes under the coat rack, a a women's jacket on the hook. Sorry. But there was nothing. I took the white string-tied boxes to the kitchen counter and smelt marinara sauce, saw covered pots on the stove. Then I saw a folded sheet of notepaper addressed to me. What now?
1: <laughs> we've, we've left you, Lynz. We're going to go have a better family. Enjoy your One marinara sauce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read, Linz, we've gone for a walk. Be back in a few. Joe had noted the time. I checked. It was ten minutes ago. Why did he...
1: Why go for a walk when you know your wife's on her way home? Yeah.
0: I took the opportunity to jump into the shower, rinse off and cool down. Then I thought about what to wear to meet my husband's daughter. There we go. Here we go. I was under the spray, reviewing my scant clothing options, when I heard the sound of footsteps on hardwood and voices in the living room. I turned off the water and heard Joe and a woman talking, and Julie was piping up too. I wrapped myself in a towel and was reaching for the doorknob when the door opened. I hadn't locked it. I suppose I gasped. Mommy! Julie was there on the threshold, looking up at me, still hearing people talking. I looked over her head, but only Julie could see into the bathroom. I stooped down and said, honey, I'll be out in a minute. Mommy, guess what? Let me get dressed before I guess, okay? I shooed Julie out of the bathroom doorway and darted into the bedroom, with my little sweetie calling behind me, hurry up. This is actually... Disgusting to read. I reached into the closet for pants, a top, flat shoes. My hair was damp, but I finger combed it, and
1: (laughs) and James Patterson clearly knows nothing about washing hair because he is a a bald old man.
0: I would be more interested if she foot combed it, um, and put it up in a ponytail, and then ready or not, I joined the party in the living room. Joe stood up from his chair, and so did the lithe young woman who'd been sitting on the sofa. Martha, wagging her tail, dog remember, ran to me and pushed at my hand. My husband said, Lindsay, this is Franny. Hi, Franny, I said, walking toward her. She said, so glad to meet you, but my arms were already outstretched as if they had a mind of their own. Oh my God, this is, I feel like I'm just reading, I'm reading something a baby wrote on a a pie chair. (laughs) I wrapped her in a hug. Judy ran over and hugged my legs and Joe stood behind Franny, oh no. where I could see him they were all hugging. My little girl tugged at my shirt tails and I looked down at Julie Bug's precious face. She was grinning.
1: <laughs> oh. I
0: shot her. I shot them all. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out my big cop gun and I shot them all. Guess what, she said. What, I said, releasing my stepdaughter. Mum, mum, this is Franny. Yes, darling, I know. We know. Franny is my sister, mom. I have a sister. There were smiles all round and then Joe said, who's hungry? I'm starved, said my stepdaughter. Me too, said Julie. I can always eat, I said. Franny helped in the kitchen as Joe set the table and then oh. lifted the pan of his amazing lasagna off the oven. <laughs> I want to hear more about this amazing lasagna. I- you, cook, you cook lasagna in the oven, not on the cob. Oh no, he did lift it off from the oven.
1: Okay, I thought I thought yeah. he had he his, lifted the pan. his lasagna. It's on in the a boil. pan,
0: So that probably threw you off. Okay. I tossed the salad and very soon we were all gathered around the dining table. I sat across from Joe. Julie sat between Franny and me. The awkwardness, the tension, the fear of God only uh, the fear of God only knew what that was gone. All of the Molinari's were home together.
1: Oh Jesus. Christ. I think a character exists to be killed in the next book.
0: He loves just adding another one, doesn't he? Why not? So is that it? That's it. That's yeah. the end. I'm so glad actually that that one was hideous, because if that one had been a banger, would have felt bittersweet now. But I, I just feel bitter.
1: Awful. Yeah. Um, how? Just awful. How do we sum that up?
0: Just, just terrible. Um,
1: a waste of time. Amazing, lasagna? Because I think that'll be a really nice way to end. What's about to be read? Well, out.
0: bear in mind, it's not quite the last one because we did chapters that come after that, you know, the extra stuff. We did that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: A waste of time um, or Amazing Lasagna?
1: <laughs> amazing Lasagna. Amazing Lasagna, it is.
0: Okay. Um, fill time for me, Adam, whilst I just arrange these in order for the big reveal. <laughs> Any last thoughts reflecting I on think, this honestly, experience? We're overdoing it a bit. It was a mistake, wasn't it? It's our mistake. It's not really James Patterson's fault. We knew he was shit.
1: Well, no, I think we we started off this with the idea that we were going to do a big aha on James Patterson and prove that he thought his readers were idiots. Yeah. Where he'd written for the absolute lowest common denominator and put no effort in it because he thought he could get away with it. And you know what? He can. He can. I think this is... I, I'm. I don't think I was joking earlier when I said this story. He's probably got a fucking algorithm that writes these stories. <laughs> there is nothing in this story that makes it Christmassy apart from the set dressing. You know, this is the nineteenth book in this series. What it's designed so that you can come into it in the nineteenth book and still kind of know what's going on. Yeah,
0: yeah. I it, mean, yeah. We should reflect on that. I, I guess we we figured it out fairly early we fi- we plot. figured out
1: that there what so what the plot was uh what's his name um
0: willie Loman.
1: willie Loman wants to nick some drone shit from a vr company
0: yeah he's heisting a vr company he's, he's pretending to heist lots of other stuff um There's lots of things go off across the city. Three or four women involved in a crime club, but we've really heard more about their male opposites, whether they're husbands or colleagues.
1: And as far as I know, they sort of communicate by like a phone call. Yeah. But they communicate in a phone call. Right. Here's something that's been bothering me for this whole thing. So this is like the Women's Murder Club, right? These are actually all just professional women who work in law enforcement talking to each other about their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, doing their jobs but no it's the women's murder club
0: mm-hmm. as if it's extraordinary it also makes them sound like they're silly little hobbyists like rosemary and thyme or something yeah you've
1: got like what a couple of cops a lawyer a journalist
0: and a, fr- a, f- a forensic pathologist
1: and a forensic pathologist who's like the chief medical examiner she's in a murder club
0: <laughs> he's in the
1: murder club yeah
0: it's, it's even more ridiculous when you think about it like that yeah
1: and the way that these characters talk They're not the kind of characters, as boring as they are, who would say murder club.
0: No, they're not. They're not.
1: James Patterson, I'm assuming, whenever the first one came out, was probably told by his publisher that no women read his books. Yeah, exactly. And this was a response to increase the size and scope of his demographic by writing about men through the eyes of a woman. Yeah. But not really.
0: Well,. We gave it a good shot. We meant to read like a hundred chapters of this. I've just done a quick count. We've read thirty-five.
1: A so third, it's I think, is more than anyone yeah. would reasonably expect it of us to have done.
0: And for each of these, we have um, summarized the chapters in a in a in a few words. So, moment we've all been waiting for. Do you want to hear the our summaries? Oh. I'm sorry. More I, than anything, I envisage this as us sharing it, but we can't because we're cutting it short. And I've got the list, and you haven't. But um, are you ready? Here we go. So this. Well, is...
1: I'm, I'm as excited to hear this as everyone else.
0: So listeners, this is your sort of imaginative challenge, I suppose. Um, your intellectual challenge. This is summaries of the of the chapters in in the order that they're supposed to be, not the order we read them.
1: So that was the idea. Let's see if it worked.
0: Beginning at chapter one. Husband's murder club. Judge Ju- Judge Judy, an executioner. <laughs> Jail free. Zip zero nada. Sponsored by hyphen. I get Mexicans. Charles Clapper gets a clue. <laughs> Whack the mare with this tiny wad. Bubbling waters. Luxuriant trunk porn. Immigration statistics. Long hair, jeans and string bracelets. Zack Jordan, lost in prison. Sick son of a bitch. Joe headbutts another daughter. Pajama triple tap. The lemon walks. For men, the worst chapter yet.
1: I always forget what was in that.
0: (laughs) Narrow and deep, duty-free Hockney. (laughs) TIA and grandma boxing ruin Christmas. Willie relieves Dick Russell. On Christmas Day in the morning, Juliet Lambert has wanked himself to death. But who's that on the phone, Linz? Dick Willie cruising. Cruises and flashes. Headless cop. DHS. Code 3 at Starbucks. Middle-aged, paunchy, bald men are my type. Ow, my leg! The bizarre, bavar, extraordinaire. Good cop, bad cop, Loman explodes. Matching jumpsuits by Lake Geneva, amazing lasagna. James Patterson is who the women are. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I'd forgotten. You know
1: what? There's no, no, no hint of plot in there. But it's a reminder of the scant good times Mm. we did actually have doing it. Yes, there were some genuinely funny things that happened in this book. I don't think this was a waste of time. I'm glad we did this, mm. even as just a thought exercise.
0: Well, as we said before we started, I think it has illuminated other ideas that we could have, if a similar format, but read something good. Definitely. But I think
1: point. as a as as a thesis statement, I think we've proved our point. Yeah, I, I agree. The only way we found to have fun reading this book yeah. is to turn it into a 12-part podcast game. And not finish And not finish it. (laughs) So no, I think my final thoughts on it are James Patterson is commodified fiction. Yes. He has nailed the the formula for cranking out a book X many months, whether he's written it or not, with his name on it, and getting to call himself America's best-selling author. There you have it. There we go.
0: Um... Thank you very much for listening. I'm I'm sorry if it's a disappointment to you that we're we're cutting this short. I suspect it isn't. Um, we have lots of good stuff on the way. Um, oh, we do. Several... Let's,
1: let's think. Let's think about the positives.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Ash has got the pizza coming. I've that's a, a very good thing coming. that's on the way.
0: That is something I've got in the oven. Well, someone else has got in the oven. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> Such a shit joke. Um, the. We um we have some things in the oven. We're going to do something special for Halloween. We've also got some yep. good good in- interviews coming up, and we yeah. also
1: have a, a project a project that we like doing that we haven't abandoned, which is the Choose Your Own Adventure stuff. Yeah, which we really which need we will to get, get back, back to, to.
0: Which is at Patreon only. I'm afraid it is behind the paywall, but we, the conclusion of it will be coming out soon for patrons. Um, yeah, and um, also since it's not that far away, and it's been a bit of a Christmassy episode. Adam, I hope you're okay with having another crack at A Christmas Carol, since uh longtime listeners will know that we tried to do it last year and it, we lost the audio. Um,
1: oh God, yeah, I really liked that episode. I
0: know, we had Prosecco, it was nice. It was in my old flat. Um, yeah,
1: he's in the new flat now, he's in the big house. Yeah. On my daddy's throne. So by, by Lake Geneva, oh, yeah. By Lake Geneva.
0: <laughs> well, this has been fun. This has been... Yeah, I think that's it, really
1: uh goodbye from goodbye from bus and goodbye from James goodbye and from James's James. website which everyone should check out. Yeah,
0: congratulations to James I suppose. And um we'll be back with more series ideas and um and happy christmas even though it's early october, but that's the way the episode went.
1: <laughs> Bye.